Hello there. This is an incoming transmission from Obi-Wan Kenobi. Welcome to the Credible Nerds podcast with Mark and Justin. This is the podcast you're looking for. Don't go about your business. Stay here. Well, go about your business and listen. And then you can move along. Move along. Random Inks Productions and the Credible Nerds present Reasons Why the Phantom Menace is a Great Star Wars Movie. Welcome everyone to the Credible Nerds Podcast. This is episode 8 of Arguments as to Why the Phantom Menace is a Great Star Wars Movie or more lovingly called Why the Phantom Menace Doesn't Suck. And my name is Justin, and I have my fellow Jedi with me, Harry. Hi, guys. And the last episode, we left off with R2-D2 and C-3PO and how they met for the first time in this film and how uh, kind of there was some foreshadowing for them as they began their adventures together in this saga. And this time, for episode 8, we'll be talking about one of the saga's most awesome villains, Darth Maul. He made his appearance here in this episode, episode 1 of The Phantom Menace. And he had a brief cameo in the beginning, and then towards the middle of the film, he started to make a a more meaningful appearance as he confronted Qui-Gon for the first time on the deserts of Tatooine and fought him with his lightsaber we we saw the red lightsaber show up and how Qui-Gon was surprised to see him. And from there, he was a major player in this film. So this film came out in 1999, so quite some time ago. And I remember I saw it in theaters for the first time and went back a few more times. And Darth Maul was one of the, the highlights of the film, definitely. Uh, for you, Harry, when you first saw Darth Maul show up on screen and what he could do and what he was capable of. What were your thoughts with Darth Maul? Um, I thought, wow, this is a great villain. He just looks powerful. He looks mean and like he means business. And uh, we're going to see this guy go places and he's going to you know, have a, a, a real impact over this next series of movies. Yeah. Yeah. I was excited. Um, I, up until we met him, I thought the movie was going on along okay. The story was progressing. We had the pod race right before we met him, so there were some exciting moments there. And we were getting to know the characters of Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, Padme, even Anakin. And then this guy shows up, which we had been teased earlier in the film with a short little scene with him and Darth Sidious as they were announcing their uh, preparations and how they were going to come back and reveal themselves to the Jedi. And he shows up. And he's just flipping and fighting Qui-Gon. And Qui-Gon doesn't know what's going on. And we later learn on in the film that, you know, the, the Jedi think the Sith are extinct. That they haven't been around for a millennia, I think is what they said. So this was, you know, a new thing for them. Something that just caught them completely unaware. And our first introduction, at least chronologically in the saga, to the Sith is Darth Maul. So if you were to watch these movies in episode order, one, two, three, four, five, six, and so on, you know, this is our first action moment with the, the Sith. Um, like you said, Harry, that, you know, you were excited to see where this goes. You were looking forward to seeing him in, 
seeing him in future movies. But yet, as we know, we'll we'll jump around back and forth a little bit. Um, but as you know, in the end, he ends up, you know, getting defeated by Obi Wan. And so, there was all this hype. He was all in the promotional material. He was, you know, very prevalent, and we thought he was going to be a big player, which he was. But then, by the end of the film, he's gone. Um, so when that scene happened, when he gets you know, cut in half by Obi-Wan, falls down the shaft. What, you know, kind of where were you at with that? I was already in shock because Qui-Gon was gone. Yeah. Here's this Jedi master, um, and the Jedi are all powerful at this moment. But he just, he gets cut down. He's He seems to be holding his own, but then all of a sudden he's dead. And I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. his, you know, his Padawan, you know, um, just his Jedi in training is going to defeat him now. Says Obi Wan, we know he's not going to die because we <laughs> see him in Episode Four. Yeah. But I'm thinking, how is this going to going to end? And then when he cuts him in half and he falls into that reactor shaft, I was just in total shock. I was just sitting there thinking, like, what the heck? They just took this awesome villain and they've already killed him. Yeah, that was a shock. I th- I thought he was gone too soon. I think especially looking back, but initially when I first saw it, I wish he would have been able to escape or captured or something and then escape later because he was the, the, the pre- he has presence on scene, his persona. While he didn't say much, he just you know drew your attention. You were captivated by what he looked like, first of all, and then what he was able to do with his, you know, his abilities. So definitely gone too soon. Um, when he defeated Qui-Gon, did you feel like that was he was matched skill for skill with Qui-Gon? I was thinking probably a little more that he he was a little more powerful. Okay. Um was maybe because of his Sith aggression. Um the Jedi had been complacent for so long that maybe they kind of lost it a little bit. Yeah. And this this Sith guy shows up and he knows what to do and he means business and uh so maybe he's a little more powerful and the Jedi are in trouble. For most of that fight, easily held off two Jedi. Yeah. He didn't really seem to struggle, seemed to be on top of the fight the whole time, and they were reacting to him. They were the ones falling off stuff. They were the ones getting kicked and thrown around. And he was just almost like he was toying with them for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I think he did have the advantage with the two of them, but because there was two of them, it was a push overall um so when he was able to separate them that's when you kind of got worried at least i did it's like oh what's gonna happen and then we saw what happened with qui-gon um i do think like you said when qui-gon goes down and then you start to think well we know obi-wan's gonna live but you know how tough is it gonna be for him and i think obi-wan had to go to a place he's never been before to be able to defeat him he does go a little dark side he becomes more aggressive. He becomes angry and has this, you know, these feelings of loss, these feelings of, you know, the Jedi are all about not having attachments, not um, holding on to things. But because of Qui-Gon's death and the way Obi-Wan felt about him, he had to go a little dark side and push himself to a place he's never been to be able to defeat Darth Maul. Yeah, there was definitely a lot of anger. Um and uh, in his attack, when he lets him go, 
sets him down and then comes at it and, and attacks Darth Maul. He's, uh, he's walking the line between Jedi and dark side. He's just, I'm going to kill him. Yeah. He unleashed his rage. Uh, in comparing uh, Darth Maul's first entrance and appearance in this first film, compare it to Darth Vader's appearance in uh, episode four, A New Hope, when he first shows up on the scene and everyone's kind of the same way with, with Vader, captivated by him, they drawn to him as he, when he's on screen, we want to see what he does, you know, all that stuff. Do you think there is a comparison between those two? And if there is, which one would be better? Or is there one that's better? For sure, there's a, a comparison because they're both um, Sith Lords, right? Um, I guess no one knew what a Sith Lord was when Episode Four was released. Yeah. All you know is there's some big, obviously powerful, very respected, um, feared um, by everyone else, this, this larger-than-life figure. This, you know, Darth Vader is doesn't even have a normal name, right? As a kid, I'm thinking, Darth Vader, what kind of name is that? Oh, that's like a title, you know? This is some scary dude that the whole galaxy's afraid of. And uh, he kicks some serious butt early on. Um, and uh, this is like, this is a huge figure. Um, so it's very, and it's very similar. When you first see Darth Maul with Darsidious, he's just, he's standing there and he doesn't say much, but there's an eager anticipation to reveal the Sith to the Jedi to come out of hiding because it's like a fearlessness. Um, he knows the history of the Sith and he's ready to bring it back and have people fear him. Um, and he's kind of scary looking too, right? Yeah. It's, it's different from Darth Vader. Darth Vader's has a menacing appearance being all, you know, masked up and robed and it just looks powerful. But then Darth Maul is a, a real fearsome character. Totally new species, obviously. So you're enthralled with that. Like, oh, cool. Where's this people come from? Or, you know, are they always on the dark side? Um, are they always evil? Or is just he one that fell? But he's cool. Yeah. But then the comparison is it's a little different because he's unmasked. We see who he is. Where with Vader, we never saw him until almost the ends. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Very similar, but different. I think... If you were to compare them one to one, I would say Darth Maul's first battle, first lightsaber battle, was better. But of course, it's that's a sign of the times. You know, Vader's battle was filmed in 1976, and his Darth Maul's battle was filmed in 98, 99. So definitely, just you know, victim of circumstance, victim of the times. I think if they were to reshoot Vader versus Obi Wan's duel in Episode Four, that would be a lot better than what it is. Um, but at the same time, you know, Maul took on two Jedi and and almost beat them. He beat one of them, almost beat the second one. So, um, you know, at one point he did have Obi-Wan beat. You know, he had him trapped down in that shaft. So, very similar. I, I actually think... suspect when Obi-Wan was hanging there, I sort of suspected the first time I watched it that more troops were going to show up or something was going to happen and Darth Maul was going to retreat. Yeah. And that was the only way Obi-Wan was going to get out of that. Um, and then that would allow Darth Maul to come back. Um, because he would just leave and you know, the troops would rescue Obi-Wan, but Darth Maul's gone. He's back with Darth Sidious and we're going to see him again in the next movie. So yeah. I was quite surprised. Big twist there. Yeah. I think, and even George Lucas has said that 
you know, he didn't think that Darth Maul would be that well loved. And, you know, when he was killed off, people were mad about that. And he didn't think it would be that big of a deal. So I think one of his regrets is killing off Darth Maul before, you know, giving him more screen time or moving him to the next movie. Um, and I thought about that too. It's like, well, if we had Darth Maul instead of Count Dooku, um, what would that look like? Would it be the same? I think it'd be, I don't think it'd be the same. I think it'd be different. Uh, just cause Dooku was more of a, you know, he's the one that you would look to, or at least that type of character you would look to having form an, uh, a rebellion or a confederacy of, of systems. You know, he has the intelligence, he has the gravitas, the reputation, while Darth Maul doesn't necessarily have that. So I don't think he could pull that off, at least in the story. I don't think that they'd have to go a different route for a story. And, you know, Maul, the, the timeline between Maul and Dooku is 10 years. So a lot, I guess a lot could have happened in 10 years. So maybe Dooku still ends up being the apprentice. But, you know, I thought about what the story would look like if Maul had survived and how different it would be. I don't know, have you thought about that at all, Harry? Like what, if Maul survived, what would it be? Not a lot, but a couple of times just because just because of that. Count Dooku shows up, so he's obviously the new apprentice. Um, what would have happened had uh, Maul been around? The story would have definitely been different because Dooku is such a politician at heart yeah, and, and a schemer. Yeah. Um, at, at times, almost feels like he's uh, on equal par with um, Darcidious, um, you know, with these grandiose plans and um, the people that flock to him, um, really wanting to do his will. Um, they're almost like equals there. So uh, at times, I was, I don't know, a little bit confused or or wondered where the story was going, um, because there can only be two, yeah. and uh, Dooku seemed quite powerful where Maul was truly an apprentice. He was the, uh, the big dog on a leash, kind of like Vader was, the enforcer yeah. versus the leader. Um, so it would have been a really different story. Um, as much as I like Christopher Lee as an actor and how he pulled off Count Dooku, um, it would have been a really different story. Yeah. Yeah, lucky for us, uh, Darth Maul did survive. Have you seen the Clone Wars at all? I have seen all of the first season. Okay. Yeah, the first season is, I guess, they're trying to find their footing, find their direction. And while there's some good stories in season one, it really starts to pick up in season two. So I, for anyone who hasn't seen the Clone Wars, I definitely recommend sticking through at least a season two. And if you don't like it by the end of season two, maybe it's not your thing. But definitely, you know, the first season is uh, they're kind of seeing where, what they can do and how they can do it type thing. Uh, but Darth Maul does show up in the Clone Wars. They, they bring him back. George Lucas was in charge of the Clone Wars at that time. So all the ideas up through the first six seasons are, you know, George Lucas and Dave Filoni, the co-creator or the, the co-producer, I guess. He wrote a lot of the stories and directed a lot of the episodes. But they do bring Darth Maul back. And he's um, obviously doesn't have any legs. <laughs> but they 
figure out how to resolve that. And he has like these mechanical legs. And at first, I, when I heard that he was coming back, I was like, well, how are they going to pull that off? He was cut in half above the waist. It's not like he, you know, lost his legs, you know, mid-thigh or something. But I figured, well, if Darth Vader can be this guy that was burnt to a crisp, but he's still alive, and General Grievous was all but destroyed except for his vital organs, eh, why can't they bring back Darth Maul? And plus they did it in such a way that was really cool, and he's... You know, throughout the Clone Wars and even Rebels, he's a major player in the story, and they did a they did a good job of integrating him back in into the story. And then obviously we see him in Solo briefly. He shows up there at the end and see that he's in charge of running Crimson Dawn. So, so I would recommend you watching it, especially in this time of quarantine when there's not much to do. It's definitely on my list. Um, my daughter's catching up on season one, and once she hits season two, I'll jump in it with her. Yeah. And, you know, this weekend is the first weekend of May 2020, and the final episode of The Clone Wars is happening. They're going to air it on Monday, so just a couple more days. Um, and Darth Maul has played a huge part in this last story arc, these last four episodes. Um, he's still causing problems and um you you do got you do get to see how if he had survived in the film and they had explored his his role in the movies which if they had i think it would just been too much it would taken away from the main storylines so i'm glad they were able to do it in this you know animated tv show but you know he's he's still causing chaos and still trying to get back at obi-wan like there's a lot of scenes where he has created this plan just to get back at Obi-Wan to, and they, they do have a, a couple of rematches throughout the series. So it's pretty cool. Definitely worth watching to see what happens to Darth Maul and what could have been. So definitely recommend it. Yeah. When I uh, saw Rogue One and uh, got to that end scene and, and Maul, the hologram shows up of, of Darth Maul, there was gasping everywhere because you know, obviously there was a lot of people that weren't fans like real fans of Star Wars, where they they pay attention to all of the media, they just yeah. watch the movies. So when they saw him, they were all looking at each other and and whispering, and and uh, it was a pretty cool to see that. I just had to sit back and smile, and I was like, ah, they got gotcha. you. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Solo was pretty good, and then to have that uh, there at the end was was awesome. Have that reveal. I think you either, like you said, if you were a fan, you kind of knew what was going on. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's awesome, and you're excited. Or if you were just a casual fan, you're just like, what? <laughs> you're either confused or excited. <laughs> there wasn't really a middle ground. <laughs> so, But back to the movie, uh, Darth Maul was a great antagonist. Uh, I think he was a secondary antagonist with uh, Darth Sidious being the main, obviously. But uh, he had this, I guess, in some novels, some... Um, series they have like there's the the hand of the king or the hand of the emperor now i guess you could say darth maul was the hand he did all the dirty work for sidious because sidious couldn't really re reveal himself yet he i think he revealed himself to the trade federation and that's about it so you know darth maul had to be the face of the sith and do all the dirty deeds and he definitely did them well for sure he really did um 
that's why it was such a bummer that he went away. Um, although, I mean, the story worked out, and like you said, you know, it's probably better in the end for how how it happened. He was just a really cool villain, and it's sort of surprising that Lucas like missed that because Darth Vader was so popular over the three story arc of the original trilogy. And then why he would be surprised that a really, really cool, powerful villain wouldn't be popular again. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It is surprising. So yeah, I'm glad they were able to bring him back in some capacity in the clone wars and in, you know, the animated realm and even in solo. So, Hopefully, if they do a solo too, I think they have to address you know what he's up to. Hopefully, in maybe in the Obi Wan trilogy or the Obi Wan uh, TV series, or maybe even the the Cassian Andor series. I guess he could still be be around. So hopefully, they they get back to Darth Maul's story because he is one of the most intriguing characters in the the whole saga. So. Oh, and I guess in the, the, I forgot to mention in the Clone Wars, they do show where Darth, Darth Maul came from. You know, his people, his planet, how he ended up being chosen by Sidious, and uh, how that whole situation went down. And, and he does reunite with his people. And we see their, their race is kind of a major player in the Force as well. They try to uh, usurp Darsidious at some point, try to throw him down, cast him down. and uh, So there's a, a really cool storyline with his people and how they try to get back at Sidious for what he did to Darth Maul. So definitely uh, worth checking out. So I want to thank you guys for joining us here with Episode 8 of Reasons Why the Phantom Menace Doesn't Suck. And I would say one of the biggest ones is Darth Maul. I think no matter where you stand on the Phantom Menace, what your opinion is, if someone says, well, what about Darth Maul? You're going to be like, yeah, he was pretty cool. You're at least going to say that, if not be like, oh, yeah, that was the best part of the film. So Darth Maul, definitely uh, the ultimate Sith Lord and fan favorite. And I always like to see him on screen. So we want to thank you guys for joining us with for this episode. Check us out on CredibleNerds.com. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, join our Facebook group page, Credible Nerds. And you can join in on the conversation. And check out our other episodes. Like I said, the previous episode was about R2 and 3PO. Uh, We'll be talking about Anakin and Padme in the next one. And just go on down the list. So check us out. And we want to thank you guys for, for listening. Thank you. May the Force be with you.